Would you, you like to introduce this one or do you want me to? No, you go for it. All right. <laughs> Hi, guys. And welcome to episode five. Uh, I'm with the lovely Lan. And we are on the DL. Also, my name is Dakota. Um, <laughs> and today, um, this is a, um, a follower's request. Um, I wanted to cover uh, the deficit and what happens after. The post-deficit state. Hey? The blues. What do we do after that? Nothing. So I think, yeah, we're kind of, first and foremost... Why do we teach everyone that a deficit is like the answer for everything? It's the only goal. You want to be happy? Go on a deficit. I had a big conversation with one of my clients a while back because she was having all these people in her ear about, you know, she needs to be in a deficit if she's going to lose body fat. And I was trying to put her through a phase where we were building her calories up whilst yep. recomp- well, going through recomp, yep. basically, yep. Um, recomposition. So increasing her lean mass whilst we were dropping her body fat slowly yep. so that once she reached her goal, she was able to maintain it more easily, yeah. yep. which is pretty much my go-to with most of my clients unless they have a weight class that they've got yeah. to chase or yep. something along those yeah. lines. Yep. Because at the end of the day, constantly putting people into a deficit means that metabolism Metabolic adaptation is going to have a negative effect sooner rather than Eventually, later. yeah. And we're going to end up with you on 1,200 calories, not enjoying your life and still not yeah. progressing at the rate that you would yes. like to. Yep. So we need to first address what a deficit should be used for and then how long people should be in a deficit for different reasons. Yeah. And then what we would do after <laughs> each sort yes. of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So someone comes to you and me and they've got 30 kilos of fat to lose, right? We can put Someone. them in a fairly harsh deficit, can't we? We can yeah. put that person into a fairly significant deficit yes. yeah. to create motivation, to push yeah. them to drop the changes. Much. Yeah, exactly 100%. right. Yeah. But we're probably only going to keep them in that large deficit for a short period yeah. of time, anywhere yeah. between four and 12 weeks, and I would that? say. So. One of the reasons that we don't want one of many, to do that one of many. is that we don't want to condition them to think that being hungry is the only thing Normal. that creates weight loss, right? Yes. Or fat loss. Yeah. Secondly, if we keep you in a deficit for too long of a period of time, your body will go through that metabolic adaptation. Start working against you. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to slow down processes that it doesn't think is important. Yeah. So, for yeah. instance, in some people, um, amenorrhea is caused by this. So yep. losing your period because you're yeah, yeah. rapid loss. Digestion. And your energy is just not there. Yeah, you don't yeah. have enough. <laughs> no. Don't have enough energy to yeah. serve all the purposes. So something has to be switched off. Yeah. So that's number two. Number yeah. three, the social implications of yes. it are huge. Happiness. Putting somebody in a deficit for a prolonged period of time means that they are limited Sacrifice. on what they can do when they go out. Because the bigger the deficit or the lower the calories, I should say. Yeah. The more clean food we have to get into because we don't have. 4,000 calories yeah. to fill out with greens. <laughs> and you got to worry about your health as well. Yeah, you can't just eat, you know, high-calorie foods That's because it's, it. it'll be one meal. Exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when we plan a deficit, we're looking at health first. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then we're looking at all the other factors, yeah. keeping yeah. the client happy, making yes. sure they get some foods that they enjoy, yeah. so on and so forth, so that we can keep them adherent for longer. Yes. Because if we don't yeah. do that, we're not going to get a result anyway. No. No. <laughs> so we've got sort of so many things that factor into why we keep deficits at different lengths. Yes. But 
Um, I would say that if someone is super lean, I'm going to keep them in a deficit for a shorter period of time yeah. because one, they don't have very much they don't have to, a lot lose, to lose anyway. But two, the risk factors are yeah. so much higher. Right, so much greater. Putting yep. them in a deficit because they're probably going to lose muscle mass. They're probably going to yeah. be fatigued as hell yes. all the time, so on and so forth. Yeah. Whereas someone who's got a lot more body fat to lose yeah. might be able to stay in a deficit for. You've a got long. more room to play with. Exactly really. right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly yep. right. Yep. And often people who have a lot of body fat to lose are coming from a situation where they've been overeating. Yes. Yeah. So the deficit, even though it's, actually it's that great. exactly yeah. right. So even though it's big from what they've come from, we're not it's actually not starving their body. Yeah, no. Right? No. So it's all about being smart when we plan these yes. deficits, understanding why we're applying them. Yes. And only applying them for as long as we need to apply them. Yes. For. Not just forever. <laughs> only as much as you need. And you like in the the communication goes into that as well. You know, I find it's funny. I find when a client is on the cusp of getting over it, I yeah. always are, and I can always tell. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? How's the health markers? How the mental aspects, stress, <laughs> everything you can think of? And they're always like, no, no, it's fine. I'll push it out another week. I'm like, mm, are you sure? And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And then that week they go off. Yes. Like it's always like you don't need to be a hero because it's a suffer through it mentality. Yes. And the thing yes. is there are certain things that you have to put up with in a deficit. 100%. You will be hungry. It's yeah. going to happen. When your body fat comes down, so does your leptin. Yeah. And if yeah. your leptin comes down, your satiety response is limited. So yeah. you're just not going to get satiated yeah. as easily. Unfortunately. That's okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> normal. It's normal. We're okay with that. Yeah. It actually means that your deficit's Boy. being affected. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yep. If you're so ravenous that you're giving in all the time, then if you're not sleeping or yeah. if it's affecting other aspects high stress of situations definitely yeah. we change we change the script and we go okay right now is not the time for a deficit right yeah. now we need to feed you fuel you yes. build you up yeah. so that we can use a deficit effectively so and successful exactly right yeah. we're just constantly yeah. trying to set you up for the longer term yes. result rather yeah. than always shooting for that short term result. Yes. So the question you kept getting asked, Gorge, was what do I do after I've been in a deficit, yes. right? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really funny because I find that it's post-deficit is harder than actually the deficit for most people. Absolutely. Mentally, 100%. Hugely. Like it's, uh, uh, you know, like we were talking about in the previous episode, uh, you know, people feel like they need to be in a constant progression. Um, and I find that obviously building up your calories, there's really only one form of progression that people really care about and it's trying to lose weight or yeah. trying to change their body, not yeah. the fact that they've gone up, you know, Maybe a thousand calories and stayed the same. Exactly That's right. Unfortunately, not enough for a lot of people. <laughs> Which is so ironic, isn't it? Right? Like <laughs> we know that in six months' time, we're going to be very grateful that we did that 100%. because it's going to put us in a better state to maintain a lower body fat percentage on a yes. much higher caloric intake. But we don't care about that. We're all about instant gratification, now. Now. aren't we? It's the same reason yeah. that we eat the Easter egg because it's there. Yes. It's just there. The momentary happiness. We want it. <laughs> momentary <laughs> happiness and we know we know that that's going yes. to be detrimental to our progress yeah but we have a negotiation that goes on in our mind yes and that will end in either i'm motivated enough to stick to it or i'm not motivated enough and i really want not that right easter now. egg yeah. and i need that instant gratification yeah. yeah both are okay you just have to understand Except the it. outcome yeah right if 100%. you understand that the outcome of one is that you have a lack of progression and the yeah. outcome of the other is that you move you towards get a little your bit goal more progression yeah great yeah. make whichever decision you need to make 
Yeah. You know? Do you think that, you know, uh, social media has kind of had a negative effect on uh, how people view themselves and also, uh, you know, growing the calories is, I mean, who doesn't like food? Yeah. Who doesn't like food? I don't understand why growing the calories is such a negative. Uh, but, you know, do you think that that's played a card in, you know, uh, people struggling with it? Definitely. And I think it's made it acceptable to feel pardon my French, but it's made it acceptable to feel like shit. Like, yep. if you feel like shit, you're progressing. You're you working know, hard. You're hungry and you're tired and da-da-da-da. Yeah. It's okay because that's part of the grind. Yeah. I used to be a big part of the bodybuilding industry, so for about yeah. a decade I was a bodybuilding coach and I tried everything I could to make sure that my clients did it the healthy way. Yes. But even then, I... Look, some of the caloric loads we would have to pull girls down to or guys down to yeah. to get them into the condition they needed to be when they stepped on stage. It's fucking low. Devastating for me. Like, I would sit there and I would feel guilty about yeah. doing that. <laughs> like, you know you need to do it, but you also don't <laughs> want to do it. it. Yeah. And you know that you only need to do it for the aesthetic. Yeah. So it has no benefit on in terms of Any health, other, yeah. performance, yeah. da 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 It is just purely for the aesthetic. Being in that environment for such a long time, I think flipped my way of thinking about all of this and it's why I'm so into recomposition. Yep. The thing I'm really happy about now is there are more and more coaches out there yes. now that yeah. force their competitors and people yeah. in that situation to yeah. go through a recomposition phase first. There's a coach, there's a coach, I can't remember the name, but there's a coach that they, they make you work with them for a year. Which makes complete sense, yeah, right? Like, yeah. if you're not willing to commit to a year to become a high-class bodybuilder yeah, or a high-class yeah. athlete, you're not going to get there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not willing to put a year into it, God, yeah. some people, uh, one of my friends just got her pro card last weekend after 14 years oh my God. as an athlete, wow. right? So yeah. she could have given up 100 times over, course, but she didn't. Yeah. She just kept turning up, getting better, Good. progressing, Good. Yeah. pushing, That's taking awesome. it to the next level. Yeah. One year, one year in, if she yeah. had stepped up there, oh my God. <laughs> she'd be like, oh, well, uh, this is not what's the sport point? for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really about what do you want to get out of it versus yeah. what are you going to yep. put into it. Yeah. But these, these sorts of sports were probably the reason that deficits got look so good such a big you know so good they they became very desirable (laughs) aesthetics make you a better person you know looking good (laughs) makes you so much better and it's it's funny because when you really get into it when you really understand how much people's metabolisms vary yeah and what other things factor into it you very quickly start to put those thought processes away so yeah i've had competitors that can't get lean on 14, 1500 calories, yeah. and then I've had competitors that can't keep their weight up without being on 42, 4400 yeah, calories. Yeah, yep. And these girls might be the same size, they might be doing the same they training. They look exactly the same, <laughs> exactly. but they're just completely different makeup. Metabolic rates are completely yeah, different. Yeah. You and I are the perfect example. Last year, I went through a period where I just had to keep upping my calories, and yep. I got to about I I got to about 3,800 at yeah. the top end Delicious. and I was struggling to get my food in. I was struggling. Oh, of course. To, you know, a lot of fucking food. And then I yeah. compromised and I went fucking, pardon my French guys, sorry, <laughs> we'll bleep that one out. I'm like, I'm just going to cut my training back. 
because I yeah, can't yeah. do this I anymore. Can't do this anymore. I love. It's not sustainable, unfortunately. <laughs> I love my training. Delicious. I want to train more, but, but just can't do it. And then yeah. you were the other way around. We had to yeah. like kickstart your metabolism by initially putting you into a yeah. deficit yeah. and reverse dieting you out of it. Yeah. But now yeah. you're sitting. What is it? Twenty seven hundred. Twenty seven hundred. about to go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with a body fat percentage about five percent lower than where you started. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So same cows, different, different body. Exactly yeah, right. So yeah. we worked it down. We're working it back up. Yeah. By the end of this phase, we'll hopefully have you back on about three grand. Yeah. Once we've got you on about three grand, it becomes yeah. so much easier to cut. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so much easier to maintain. If you yeah. can sit on three thousand calories a day and maintain. Fantastic. What was it? Great. 17, 18 percent. Yeah, eighteen percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freaking hell, you're doing all right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think um, people, I think when people understand the process, yeah. they're more into it. Whereas, you Definitely. know, the, the the it breaks my heart when I get clients who are afraid of food, terrified of food, like afraid of food, and I'm like, it's it's what's delicious, it's beautiful, it's it's art. So you know what? Everyone has an opinion on food. I'm, I was gonna do an Instagram post on this, but we'll just do it here today. <laughs> but. I still get, can. I still get so agitated because I sit at cafes and I hear people with absolutely no education giving out nutritional advice. It's the one industry in science where people feel free to give an opinion with no education. If you, if no you education. have an opinion, you will be heard. That's right. That doesn't need anything else backing you. It doesn't happen in any other scientific industry. You're not going to give out engineering advice without an engineering, without degree. An engineering degree. You're not no. going to give out physiotherapy advice without a physio degree. There's a coach... Uh, that I heard about who started coaching without their certificate. Yeah. Now, I, now I know certificate three and four is a, the basic bitch. Like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> knowing what I know now in comparison to six years ago, like how do they let people out after that certificate three and four? But there, there was a coach I heard about who unfortunately was coaching people without the certificate. And I'm yeah. like, you can do that. There are so scary. many people who do that. Yeah. Nutrition's even worse because there yeah. is no formal anyone can call themselves a nutritionist so yes i have a degree but anyone who has finished an eight-week course yeah. in a nutrition diploma or whatever else can do it can come out and say yeah. they're a nutritionist yeah. and there's nothing legally that we can do about it and i don't think people understand the damage that they can do from from a from a physical standpoint and a trust absolutely yeah, yeah. like you know you, you you can only be burnt so many times before you just give up on the industry and if we're reinforcing these behaviors in people really early on so if you're teaching people i'm just going to use a couple of really common um, yep. examples right so if you're teaching somebody that they can't eat carbs after 6 p.m yeah that's going to get around to another five people and those five people are going to be terrified about eating carbs after six, this yeah. and none of them are going to know why but they're, they're all going to have that of fear yeah right yeah so i guess one of the pieces of advice that i give everyone and i used to do this back when i worked at a health food store because mm. i worked at a health food store and we wouldn't we were all practitioners yep. everyone at yep. evelyn bay was a qualified practitioner and naturopath yep. nutritionist stuff like that we had the answers and we wouldn't sell anything if we didn't know it was going to be beneficial for the client yeah. because our boss, Ian, was insanely amazing yep. and he didn't care about the profit margin if we could keep clients coming back, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. If people are going to keep coming back yeah. because they trust us, 
long term, they're going to spend more money anyway. You're going to get more money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a win-win situation. Yeah. But what I would say to people is if you go into a health food store and someone recommends a product to you, ask them ask. three follow-up questions. Yeah. Three questions. Yeah. Because people can always answer the first one. Of course. <laughs> right. They bluff their way through. <laughs> yeah. But if you continue to go with follow-up questions, yeah. they start to lose it a little bit. And you yes. see... Right, they don't really understand the product. They don't know the product, yeah. If they don't really understand the product, do I want to be taking this product or should I go home and maybe do my own research? Yeah, yeah. Same thing goes with these deficits and things like that. why. Like I always tell clients who have had previous coaches or, (laughs) you know, implementing things, always ask why. Always ask why. Always. And people who are um, wanting to get this change for you, people who genuinely want to help you, either will know the answer or they'll find out for you. Yes. People who really give a shit about your progress will have an answer. Will find it one way or another. And if yep. they don't know, they will tell you. They'll be honest. And they will look it up. If, they don't, if they don't care, then they'll lie. That's right. Because at the end of the day, if they don't know something, someone else is going to ask them at some point along the line. If you've asked them, someone else yeah. is going to ask them the same it's thing. It's going to be a common question. So if yeah. they go off and they actually educate themselves and ask yeah. girl great fantastic yeah. you can't yeah. know everything i no. don't know everything unfortunately i know everything yeah. okay. <laughs> i studied nutrition for five years right yeah. i did my uh, well medical science and nutrition for five years yeah i am still learning every day and half the stuff i learn at uni has been disproven or evolved upon da 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 yeah. So Keeps growing. if I'm yeah. still learning and you've done an eight-week course yeah. and tick the boxes and come out well, and You know a taste of what... That's yeah, right. Yeah. So stay within those realms. Yeah. By all means, give out that advice, right? It's like it's like a, I saw this diagram and it was like when you, fir- when you first start out in the industry, your confidence is up here yeah. and your knowledge is here. <laughs> and then as you progress in the industry, your confidence goes down and your and your um, your education goes up. Yeah. And then the longer you spend, it's your education's up and your confidence is still down here. <laughs> and it's just because the longer you're in the industry, the more you're like, I don't know shit. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's... It's about being, it's about being modest, yes. but also always chasing improvement, yes. right? So yeah. being modest is great, but if you're not actually upskilling and you're not using that to go out and find more, it's not going to be useful. For the you. industry will outgrow you. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So if we take this all around in a big circle, right? So we we understand that deficits are useful for yes. certain things. Yes. We understand that deficits cannot be permanent. You can't Correct. do it yeah. forever. There's a time and a place. Exactly yeah. right. So yeah. Dak pointed out one of her examples of when she might pull a client out of a deficit. So when they're starting yeah. to muck up and yeah. struggle. So if, if, <laughs> if you're trying to be a hero but your compliance is showing us that you're just not able to continue, yeah. pull the plug. Absolutely. Like, then you're not disappointed. Then you don't feel bad. The guilt and the stress of it will just keep getting worse and worse. Yeah. You know, if you've, I don't know, you lost your job or, yeah. you know, you're having stress or you get a promotion, like be be okay with that you're not going to be 100% compliant. It's Absolutely. just not going to be able to do it. And a deficit is, is hard in perfect circumstances. So when it it's not, yeah. why do it? That's exactly right. Yeah. Time after time after time I had competitors want to compete after the loss of a loved one or something Mm -hmm. along those lines Mm -hmm. and I would just simply say 
not now. Not now. Not now. It's not the right time. You're going to step up there and disappoint yourself yeah. because your stress is going to affect your You're fluid. not going to be 100% focused. Absolutely right. Yeah. It's going to affect everything. And even if you are 100% focused, your body is still going to have its responses yes. that you cannot control. Yes. No. So just be realistic about it. So say, for instance, this client of yours is starting to become a little bit less adherent <laughs> and it's been six weeks on this deficit what would your go-to response be in terms of taking them out of the deficit how would you go about pulling someone out of a six-week deficit yeah well i mean at the end of the day six weeks isn't really that long so depending on how harsh the actual deficit was if it wasn't too bad i'd I'd honestly just put them up granted knowing what their maintenance is i just take them straight out of the maintenance straight up to the maintenance which is exactly what i would do yeah like why climb exactly six weeks six weeks yeah. is not long enough for metabolic adaptation to have no. done any real damage six no. weeks is not long enough for that person to have issues with appetite suppression Digestion. and da, 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 yeah. Da, da. Yeah. so we can put them straight back straight into back to maintenance, maintenance. If, we, if we know their maintenance exactly yeah. right and yeah. they're probably going to have just as good a response yeah. as they would if we there might be a little bit of bloat there. there might mm. be you know, a, you know a size up in the you know waist measurement or exactly. your weight might fluctuate but I always because tell them because you're eating more food yeah, it's literally, it's not because you're fat, it's just because a little bit of fluid and because you're more full, literally full. Literally. And then it'll come back down. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. in in the case where you're in a short-term deficit, nine times out of ten, we would recommend just going straight back up to maintenance. 100%. Either for Why a diet break and yeah. go back down yeah. or to maintain for six months and really yeah. work on increasing your strength or increasing your muscularity. Then when you're in a better space, then when you're, you know, whether you're less stressed or you're just in a better headspace, absolutely. then you can try and attack it again. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. If we flip it and we say, okay, we've been in a deficit. Say, let's use a competitor as an example because it's an extreme example, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been in a deficit for 16 weeks leading into a show. They are now significantly down on their starting calories. Mm-hmm. They're feeling depleted. They are as lean as they've ever been. They're yeah. seeing lines upon lines upon lines through their muscles. They're, even their fluid is low. They've done all of these things to yeah. manipulate so that they look amazing on yeah they've smashed it they've won absolutely they've done everything that they could yeah, to create this start. amazing physique yeah. and they are now coming off stage yes and we're about to take them into the next phase yeah. how would you approach the next phase to someone like slow. that slow slow <laughs> and a lot of communication exactly like, right i find that somebody's going to obviously trust your plan and stick to the plan a lot more successfully if they know what's coming and they know why exactly you right. know like um you know you're not going to give someone so say like you know your maintenance is three and a half and you've competed and you're at you know 1200 yeah you're not going to go straight back up no <laughs> for one you're probably going to have violence you know you're going to Live on the toilet, yeah, um, and you're gonna feel like shit. So what the the bloat and the digestive issues are gonna be insane. So yeah. like slowly climbing, slowly climbing from a physical standpoint, like allow your body to catch up. Absolutely. But also your mental headspace. You know, you don't wanna. You know, you've just stepped on stage, or you know, you're very lean. Yeah. You love your body. That's it. But you can't stay there. The truth is, the mental aspect is bigger than the physical aspect. 100%. Your body will cope with most things, yeah. right? So if resilient. you did take that person from yeah. <laughs> say say they were at 1200 and you yeah. had to get them back up to 2500 yeah. 
if you did do that jump, ultimately the body would most likely adapt to it within yeah, probably yeah. more like four weeks. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but within a few weeks, okay, yeah. the body's systems but will mentally, catch up. Mentally, you'd be you well, you wouldn't follow it. You do it for a week at all. Holy shit. This is terrible. I'm going backwards. I'm going to get fat. That's right. Let's just stop it. And you will increase in size over that time, even if your body composition remains the same, right? So even if you're as lean, you won't stay quite as lean, but even if you were as lean as you were on stage, your weight would increase because glycogen in the muscle, water in the muscle, da-da-da-da-da. All of these changes for somebody who has had one goal yes. for the last year. Yeah. Now they have no goal. Huge, huge impact psychologically and incredibly yeah. difficult to tackle it without sort of saying to yourself, okay, one, you have to go through the whole process knowing that this is a temporary state and you yeah. cannot look like this all year round. Yes. And two, you have to be prepared for the feelings of disappointment that yeah. will come as you go through those phases. The mental aspect, yeah. You've really got to yeah. understand it. So the mental aspect is huge. So I would do exactly the same thing. I would reverse diet somebody yeah. out of these situations and that's yeah. what I always did with my competitors. Yeah. Mostly because then each week I can sit down with them <laughs> Show them the benefits yes. of that reverse yeah. dieting. Yeah. So we can say to them, Positive okay, yeah. your pull-ups went from five body weight to ten body weight yeah. this week because you are fueled. There is so many other positives. <laughs> exactly. I mean, obviously more food, but, you know. More the, energy. The phys- It doesn't always have to be a physical aspect. And that's what we get stuck in, yes. particularly when we're talking about deficits. Yes. Because deficits really is not a health-related. The only positive that comes everyone. out of the deficit is the physical aspect exactly and the scale right. weight. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what? why can't you stay in a deficit forever? Yeah. Like, you, why not? Why can't I? You And the the reality is you could. You wouldn't be healthy. No. You wouldn't be healthy. <laughs> You'd be fucking miserable. But you could. If you wanted to, you could. And, you know, like it's, you know, I've, I've currently got a client who I'm, you know, we've lost 10 kilos. That was her goal. Yeah. She's met there. And she was like, oh, you know, I'm like, all right, sweet. Let's increase the food slowly. She's like, you know, I'm not hungry. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that that's great. But yeah. you won't actually notice the food climbing up. Yeah. It's going to be so in, insignificant. You're not going to, but at the end of the day, you can't stay on 100 grams of carbs forever. No, that's it. You can't. Especially if you're wanting to perform in the gym, right? Like... Or go out for dinner and not have your weight spike up five kilos. Exactly right, yeah. We've got yeah. to be realistic about what's maintainable long-term yes. yeah. when we're bringing people out of a deficit, right? Yeah. So everything, I guess the reason you seek help in these industries is because you need someone to plan out what is so muddled in the world, right? Yeah. And everyone has a different approach to it. And we're not saying of that course. there is only one, one approach. approach. There's, There's multiple hundreds yeah. of them Millions. out there. But most of the good ones align on the same basic yeah. principles, right? So most yeah. of them say, when you've been in deficit for a prolonged period of time, you need to eat Take more to thrive, right? Yes. Like yeah. you need to eat yeah. more to thrive. Yeah. The way that people go about it will vary. Yes. So whether yeah. it's 200 calorie increases per week or 50 calorie yeah. increases per week, yeah. all of that sort of jazz will vary. Whether yeah. they increase your carbs first or your fats first or da 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 will vary. The and end result is always the same. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And hopefully they'll be doing it because they understand your specific situation. Yes. So, yes. for instance, with a lot of my girls who end up with amenorrhea, 
coming into calm just yep. simply because they're on very low calories and their body doesn't want to menstruate yeah, anymore. just doesn't want to work. That's it. I'll increase their fats before I increase their carbs, yeah. but only because I know that um, the sex That's hormones are largely... Yeah made yeah. from there's going to be more more benefits <laughs> initially, from it initially and that doesn't yeah. mean that the carbs don't need to go up no. it just means that okay this is what we need to do first we've yes. got this to fix first and then we, yeah exactly right one of the things that really disappoints me is that people come to a coach for a deficit and to lose weight but they never go to a coach just to eat better that's right or to put themselves in a better position or they come to a coach for 12 weeks yeah they get the weight loss and you're like yep i'm done that's, that's it. it yeah yeah that's all i have to do i'm done see you later it's hard and oh, it's, it's yeah. difficult to reteach behaviors in that short of a yes. period of time. Yeah, break well. down old habits like that's taken, you know, years to build. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You and I have both got a number of clients that have had bad eating patterns for 30, 40 years. Yeah. And they're expecting to have that undone Fixed straight away in eight weeks. And the yeah. thing is, the information is not enough. It's like injury, yeah. right? Injury. Yeah. You, it only takes two seconds to do your back in on a deadlift, but you're not going to expect to, that to yeah. be undone in two seconds. Unfortunately not. Yeah, so we've really yeah. got to work on the underlying issues because the reason that you hurt your back in the deadlift wasn't just wasn't that unlucky. one time. No, it, was ta- it, ta- it took years to build that. That's yeah. it. Or it took bad technique getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, how many bad reps do you have to do before you hurt yourself? Exactly right. It's not one. Exactly. It's not one. That's it. People yeah get away with a lot they do but when it catches yeah. up with you it catches yeah. up hard bloody catches up nutrition yeah. is exactly the same yeah. right yeah. like you're not gonna undo years of damage with one little you know nah. eight week challenge or that that no. you and i are both like dun, dun, not advocates <laughs> of these challenges mostly because they they don't come with any form of education no they Here come is, with results and that's it. That's it. They're it dr- literally driven to get clients into their gym. That's, that's it. it. That is it. And the irony is most of the time if you actually look at if you were to jump on a basal metabolic rate calculator <laughs> and work out your basal metabolic rate, yeah. most of these challenges will have you on calories that barely cover Everyone's your basal on the same metabolic calories. rate. Everyone's on the same calories. Are Everyone men or women. Weight? <laughs> I, had, I, um, I had a client who I think it was, oh, I can't remember the gym, but yeah. she went to the gym and she actually followed the guy's meal plan yeah and she lost weight yeah she was satisfied completely and they will most of the time because these things are set bare minimum completely bare minimum and the problem is we're setting bare minimum plus six days a week of training yeah, up the training, up the up everything, up the work, decrease the calories. The thing is, is that it's an eight week challenge. Yeah. What happens after the eight weeks? That's right. And there's no That's education to keep it going. No. Right. So it's not like each week you're being told, all right. So when this finishes, this is what you do. This is what we're going to do. That would be still probably not ideal, but no, no. but a much better approach. But still, to yeah. It, give me, you know? give me a gym that does an eight week challenge. That gives you an end of day, you know, at the end of the eight weeks, they have a seminar that tells you how to rebuild the calories. Exactly. Give me right. one gym that does that. It doesn't make money. No. It won't make money. Because no, they're right? not come back. Exactly. After they've rebounded That's and gain, regain the weight, then they got to come back and do it all over again. That's exactly it. So really what we're, what we're trying to 
I guess, advocate for here is understanding that deficits are time. a necessity sometimes. Yes. But when you use them, you have to use them for the right reasons and yes. the right amount of time. And when you come out of them, get help. Yes. Get someone to assist yeah. you through it because, one, you will need someone to bounce off of because you'll need someone to tell you, no, you're not 10 kilos heavier yes. and you don't look like any her. different. Yeah. <laughs> you need someone to help keep you accountable and actually be – uh, you know, factual, you know, be honest and say, I know you feel fat, yeah. but you're actually way the same. It's that sounding you know? board. Yeah. We really need that sounding board. Yeah. So hopefully, guys, we've covered for you how we would go about managing yes. post-deficit. Yes. Um, realistically, it is very individualized. So I think both of us would suggest to just go out and seek help in yeah. terms of how to go about it. But the reality is if you've been in a deficit for a prolonged period of time, it is ideal to come out of it yeah. because you can stay in a deficit and survive or you can come back into maintenance and thrive. Yes. Reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thanks again for listening today, Thank guys. You. We always Thank enjoy you having you. And uh, don't stay in a deficit for too long. Okay? That's it. <laughs> This has been uh, On The Deal with Jackie Lan, and we're here to show you the practical approach. Yes, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.